whiskey that goes for a thousand bucks a shot, raspberry croissants, and Gaelic football. This week, we're in Galway, Ireland. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson, and this is Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast and website for foodies at DestinationEatDrink.com. Welcome to the show. Glad to talk to you. Thanks for being here. This is the place where we explore the world's great cuisine, and this week, it's the great city of Galway, Ireland. My guest this week is Rick Kempfer. Rick is a writer of several acclaimed books and the host of three podcasts, including Minutia Men, one of my favorites. He hosts that with his on-air partner, Dave Stern. Rick also owns the publishing company, Eckhart's Press. Rick's been on the podcast before we talked about Ljubljana in Slovenia. We talked about Croatia. And on his last appearance on the show, Rick kicked up a little bit of controversy with some of his hot takes on German food in Chicago. I've got links to all of Rick's previous appearances in the show notes. Get that at radiomisfits.com slash DED186. Now, this episode is a little bit different because Rick and I were actually both in Galway on vacation with our respective significant others at the same time. So we recorded this episode from his Airbnb in Galway, and we share what we did in the city, including our little pub crawl, some of our favorite places, different beers we had there, a great spot for whiskey in Galway. Seems like there's a theme here when uh, me and Rick get together and our our fondness for Gaelic football. Plus, Rick shares some Galway specific limericks he wrote just for the occasion. Okay, I'm starving for brown bread and butter, so let's eat. Destination, eat, drink. Rick, great to have you back on Destination, eat, drink. This is your fourth appearance on the show. You were on talking about Ljubljana yep. in Slovenia. You were on talking about Rovin in Croatia. Yeah. And then last time you were on, we talked about the German culture and food in Chicago, place where you grew up. Um, you have deep German roots. And we were talking before that uh, you said there was a little bit of controversy when yes. that episode posted and why. Well, you know, apparently that episode made it the, made the rounds in the <laughs> German community in Chicago. Okay, because I had more than a few people come up to me. Um, one person was highly offended by my choice of best schnitzel, <laughs> which you know they're just wrong. Um, I I said it's, that it's Lachette's, which is the best schnitzel. They said uh, Edelweiss. Is okay. Better. You mentioned right. Edelweiss yeah. too as a good place. Yeah. So they can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So th- those are the kind of comments that I was getting. Okay. But hey, people are listening to the show. Yeah, and you know what? That's one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is it, you know, stimulates these food food fights. I use, right. use air quotes <laughs> when I say food fights. But there's disputes between when you say something is the best, someone else is going to come up and say no, or you say. Uh, you know, go to this town to get this particular thing. Someone will say, no, you go to this town to get that particular right. thing. Everyone's got their own idea. Their it's own a story. very subjective uh, right. subject matter. So saying the best 
you know, means what I think is the best or what you think is the best, whoever thinks is the best. We are, we're talking here in Galway, Ireland, which to me is incredible. You know, a couple, a couple of guys from Illinois originally, and here we are uh, meeting up in Ireland. We're in Galway. But um, you didn't land here in Galway. I didn't land here in Galway. Give me an idea as to what your trip has been so far. You came from Chicago. You flew to Dublin. What have you done so far besides Galway? So our first stop was Kong, Ireland, which just doesn't sound like a real place, but it's, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the site of the filming of The Quiet Man, which is one of my favorite movies. And we went on a tour to sh- that showed us all the different locations that they filmed there. John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara. If you've seen the film, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, so that's what we we spent our first day there. And then we came right here to Galway. And we've been here for a couple of days. And And I got to say, the weather has been spectacular. I'm still convinced that... The Irish just promote that they have bad weather to keep people from coming here and discovering how great Ireland is. Of course, I'm saying that facetiously. The Irish want everyone to come. And Galway, I mean, we came here from Cork. We went to, we flew into Dublin, went immediately to Cork. And Cork to me is more of a working town. There's lots of tourists there too. But you come to Galway and and this is tourists, man. There are a lot of tourists here. It feels kind of like the Vegas of Ireland because of the uh you know the parties on the streets. Yeah. We were talking about this. The hen parties everywhere. Everywhere. You'll get 10 or 12 women, you know, yeah. dressed up in uh, and they'll put the bride in the in the fake bride dress and they'll all be wearing matching outfits and stuff and bunny ears. And bunny ears and they are Full on. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, a little rowdy. Yeah, a little rowdy to say the least. But I, what I wanted to tell you was because um, I've known you forever. And one thing I know about you is that you uh, you love limericks. And on our way here, we took the bus from Cork to uh, to Galway. But there's a stop. There's an intermediate stop. You stop in Limerick. And as I see that we're pulling into Limerick, I'm like, I'm going to see Rick. <laughs> I'm going to mention this to him because it's just funny to me that there is actually a place called Limerick. I know. You know, it's yeah. like it's an actual place. It's not like, you know, they when you hear a Limerick, you think, oh, it's a, it's a funny poem and everything. Right. But you don't think this is an actual place. It's right. like it's like in France when you when you hear that there's a real town called Dijon. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's not a real place. Dijon couldn't be a real place, right? <laughs> right. But it is a real place. It's not just a mustard. Yeah. Um, it, so you, you don't say, tell me a Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Can you spread some Chicago on my uh, schnitzel? Yeah. Exactly. No. Um, Anyway, so what I asked you to do was uh, come up with some limericks, maybe with some... I haven't heard these before. Uh-huh. Uh, I just asked you to do this, so I don't know what they're like. But I know you love limericks. I do. And so I asked you to write some Galway-inspired limericks. Are you ready? Yes, yes. For very reasonable fees, you can sample real Irish cheese. Irish goats are so frisky because they drink Irish whiskey. The feta is better from these. <laughs> Good, good. Irish cheese limerick. Get to Galway by train, car, or bus, or a boat, or a ship if you must. The pubs all serve Guinness, Irish whiskey to finish. Eat and drink till your gullet goes bust. True. Here's one about the hen parties. Okay, good. This is my last one. 
Hen parties in Galway abound. Bunny ears, giggling brides can be found. Oh, hens, please be kind and fill up me pint. Brent here buys the next round. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's not that, 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 <laughs> all of that's true except the last line <laughs> um so you and i one of the first things we did when we got to galway was to go on a food tour and um this is kind of this is kind of where i um you know uh, evangelize a little bit about the food tours because i always say when you go to a new town go to the food tour go on the food tour immediately and that's because you'll not only have great food and find some great places, you might find some places you want to revisit, but also usually the food tour, they'll point out, you know, various things about the history. And I learned stuff about the history. Um, but what were your overall impressions of the Galway food tour that we went on? What, what are your memories of that? So I, I found it one of the best food tours, and I've been on many of these. Also, I do the same thing. I, I, I thought I thought that the guide was great. I thought the food was great. I really loved it. And there was a lot of food. Yeah. And normally that's my complaint is, you know, here's a bite of cheese. Right. Or, you know. <laughs> um, but in this one, you got, you know, the various different samples of drinks and food. And, you know, the seafood is because we're right on the coast here. Yeah. The fish and chips were amazing. They gave us oysters. They gave us uh, chocolates, and it was delightful. The cheese was, for me, the highlight, to be honest. The cheese was amazing, and they had um, they had sheep's milk and goat's milk, if yeah. I if I recall correctly, and they had one that was like a smoked gouda that um, so abs- gouda. It was so gouda. <laughs> it blew me away. I loved that. The other thing that we did was we went. Uh, we had some whiskey. Yes, um, and. I'll just say up front, I'm not a big whiskey drinker uh, as far as drinking whiskey straight. I'll occasionally have whiskey in a cocktail or like um, with a Coca-Cola or something like that. But in general, I, I don't sit there and sip whiskey. We did in this case, and I was kind of blown away with, yeah. with how good and how smooth the whiskey was. So I am a whiskey drinker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jameson's whiskey is famous uh even in america and i i drink jameson's that was that's my whiskey of choice oh okay um but we had one that was even better uh what was it called again slain slain yeah it was amazing it was the smoothest whiskey i've ever had in my life it was so good and we're actually, um, you know, we're recording this in your Airbnb mm-hmm. and we sent your wife, Bridget, and my girlfriend, Karen, we sent them out Yes, <laughs> because for them to stay quiet for 30 minutes is <laughs> just not even a possibility, <laughs> but they're going down to the place where we tasted that. And Karen's going to pick up some slain for us to, uh, to put in our bags and, and take home with us. I yeah. mean, it was three ounces or less. Yeah, three ounces or less. So she's getting a little, yeah, the little, the little <laughs> so mini we'll be, bottles. We'll be doling it out in <laughs> in a little eyedropper. <laughs> hey, but, it's worth it. But this whiskey, it was it was so good. And then our tour guide, what she did was she had us had us have a sip of the whiskey, and then she added a little bit of water to it. And you're like, okay. It's not going to taste any, it's just going to taste watered down, but it didn't, it really changed 
the flavor profile of the whiskey itself. It did. And I, I like to drink my whiskey on the rocks, which uh, is considered gauche by some <laughs> people. But it's that water flavor. It just adds, it does, it softens it up just a touch. And uh, for me, that's the way to do it. I, I like it cold too. Mm-hmm. That's an American thing, I think. Yeah, probably. Because I think the uh, Irish, and I think they said this when we were in Scotland as well, that um, yeah, Americans don't put it on ice. You should have it at room temperature so that you can get the whole flavor profile. Yes. And when I was in Kong, I had some uh, whiskey there too. And I ordered it on the rocks. And and then the uh, the woman uh, bartender said to me, you know, we don't do that here. <laughs> I said, I don't care. Just give it to me on the rocks. <laughs> You're never going to see me again. Right, exactly. <laughs> the mocking. Let's just go with it, okay? <laughs> You're only going to be able to mock me briefly here. Right. Um, we also uh, went to a couple of bars while we were there, had some beer. Um, the King's Head was one of the bars that we went to on the food tour. And that's where... I think I tried the Galway Hooker for the yeah. first time, which, right. great name. Yeah, <laughs> right. She was a delightful lady. <laughs> Only a couple of euros. Yeah. Um, so I really liked the Galway Hooker. One of the things about the beer here was in Cork, you, you go there and you say, okay, what kind of beer should I drink in Cork? Because, yeah, they serve Guinness. They mm-hmm. serve Guinness. But... If you're a real person from Cork, you drink either Beamish or Murphy's, right. w- one of the two. So when I came to Galway, I was like, okay, so which one should we have? You know, what should we drink? What do, what do the locals drink here? And I kind of got a blank stare from yeah. a lot of people. They're like, well, Guinness, I guess, you know. But there was this uh, local beer, and I guess it's a craft beer. I haven't researched it yet. I've only drank it. Uh, the Galway Hooker, which I which I really liked because it was... A little bit hoppy, kind of like an IPA, but not overly hopped. Yeah, there was a hint of citrus uh, flavor. It, it also uh, Hooker, by the way, is the name of the ships. That's what they told oh, us. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Just in case people were wondering <laughs> what we were doing yes, in Galway. Exactly. <laughs> was there anything else that you really liked on that food tour that we did? How about the chocolates? You know, the, the chocolates were fine. I, I, for me, it was the pastry. There was a raspberry pastry, like a, That's a right. croissant this... that was amazing. And it was a legit croissant. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get outside of France and sometimes the croissants are a little bit tough and you don't get that flakiness. Yeah. It really had a beautiful buttery flakiness. And non-traditionally, it was filled with, uh, with raspberry, yeah. uh, with like a raspberry jam, which... I thought worked. I thought it was really good. I thought so too. And you know, the other thing I noticed about Galway is that uh, there are influences from other countries as opposed to strictly Irish. Like for instance, that was a French place that yes. you were that. Um, and the chocolates were French. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I walked past many Indian restaurants that looked delicious. I'm going to go to one later today. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a nice extra flavor. That you got here. We were talking to a woman from uh, Ireland, and she said there's a huge Indian community here because a lot of them work for a lot of doctors come from India. They have a shortage of doctors and healthcare professionals, like a lot of Western countries do. So a lot of Indian people come to Ireland to work for the national health, 
And as always happens when you have an immigrant community, those restaurants start popping up. And she agreed. She said, you can get very, very good Indian food um, all over Ireland, in Galway uh, specifically. So I'll be anxious to hear yeah. uh, how that goes for you. We'll do it as an addendum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Appendix one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Indian food in <laughs> Ireland. All right. So we come to Ireland. We got we to gotta go to a couple of bars. Yes. And um, last night, uh, we, sent, we sent the women to uh, go to an Irish dance performance, I right. think. Which we really wanted to see, but sadly... But they only got two tickets. That's a so we had, very sad we missed that. We had to make some very hard decisions. Yes. The ladies went to the dance recital. I'll call it a dance <laughs> recital to make it sound even worse than it really was. So you can see how into dance we are. <laughs> and, um, and you and I went bar hopping. Yeah. Now... For uh, the show. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, look... Yeah. We knew that we were going to be recording this today. Exactly. We had to come up with some content. Right. So we went and we... That's uh, just called being professional. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on. We're not going to boot this thing. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. I'm not an amateur, Rick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, we went to a couple of bars. Now, we, we met in... Uh, at our Airbnb on in the west end of Galway, so we didn't go into the city center specifically. Um, we're in the we're in the west end area, which I think is maybe j it's across uh, the river. You got to take a bridge, a little walkway bridge to get there. So I think it's a little bit maybe less touristy than being right in the center. At yeah, least I there's so. less of a crush right. of people. Um, and the first place we went to... It was really the only place we went to that was only Irish people in there. Right, right. right. No, I, I think you're right. And the only place we went to where there weren't like masses of hen parties and stag parties right. flowing through and, and stuff like that. I mean, nothing again. If that's what you want to do, if that's why you want to come to Ireland, to, you know, your girlfriends or your, your guy friends are doing that, fine. Do yeah. that and, you know, puke in the street and whatever sure. you want to do. That That's your thing. We're probably a little bit too old for, right. <laughs> for doing that. But um, the first place we went to is a place called that I was really interested and exciting to go to was called John Keogh's, um Gastro Pub. And uh, I'm not sure how long this place has been open. Um, we walked inside and you just loved the interior of, of this place. Oh my God. And it just, it's one of those places that, uh, it just reeks of Ireland, you know what yep. I mean? And then, you know, when I say reeks, I mean, the smell in there was amazing. Yeah, it and did. I, I just wanted to eat immediately. Yeah. Not to be sarcastic. We're not being sarcastic no. like stale beer. It smelled delicious. In yes. There. The food. Yeah. You the could just tell the food was amazing. And we, I had a uh, a chowder mm -hmm. that was one of the best chowders ever. You know, we're sitting outside eating. That was the thing. So we get there and it was it was packed inside. Um, you know, every table was taken and they were like, well, wait, we can't. And we said, okay, well, can we sit outside? There was about, I don't know, five, six tables outside. So we sat outside. It was a little chilly. It was a little chilly. It was a little chilly, but that was where we had, that was where we sat. And, um, yeah, but you made the soup better though, didn't it? It sure did. We both it ordered warmed soup. us up. Yeah. And you had the, uh, you had the seafood chowder, yes. which you really liked. Fantastic. And I had the, uh, butternut squash soup, which was also equally good it was it was really nice so 
I would say um, I would definitely go back to John Keogh's and uh, try more of their more of their menu. Me too. Um, I think it was definitely worth it. And um, they also had some nice brown bread and butter, which you didn't eat. I ate it. I thought it was really good. Went well with the soup. And I had another um, Galway hooker there. I don't remember what you would. Did you get a Guinness? I don't remember. Yes, I did. I remember you tried to drink Oh, that's it. right. I was trying to drink your Guinness. Yeah. And you, you Brent put is a, so you, accustomed to, to drinking Guinness that he was reaching for my glass. I had to slap his hand. You put a fast end to that. <laughs> that's my beer, my friend. Um, my stout. I yeah. Just, it was not a, a beer. Stout. Um, and so after that, we went kind of a couple doors down and across the street to a place called uh, Beer House. And... So I wanted to take you here because it's B-I-E-R-H-A-U-S. Right. German spelling, That's beer right. house. Best we're, schnitzel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Galway's going to be on your ass. Um, but uh, beer house, you know, traditional German spelling. By this time, we were freezing our asses off. So yes. we, we went inside and we sat at the bar. And... I was really pleased with the number, with the variety of beers, um, and just the scope of the men of the beer menu that they had. Yeah, they had over twenty different beers on draft, and they were craft beers. Yes, um, and I I had the porter, which I enjoyed. Um, wasn't quite as rich as a, as a stout. Um, Sometimes with the porters, you get a little bit of a chocolatey note on them. At least I've had some in Ireland like that. This one did not, but it was still good. I still yeah. enjoyed it. Um, and uh, how was your beer? Did you? I oh, had the you German got, beer. Had, you yeah. got the German beer. That's right. You were very excited because they had a they had legit German beers. On right. Them. And let me just say this: I I say this a lot, but the Germans perfected beer in 1615, <laughs> and there's really no need to. Get any other kind of beer. If you can get German beer, that's what you get because it's perfect. And that's in, my my opinion. In, in in yeah, in every way. And you made this point. You made this point now multiple times on yes. the podcast. Yes. And you know, <laughs> hey man, die on that hill. That's you know, it. I that's mean, my hill. Fly your flag and <laughs> you know proudly wave it because if if that's where you're going to be, me. I'm more of an agnostic. I, I come okay. to, I'm going to try a lot of different things. The other word for that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can just translate for people. Fair enough, my yeah. friend. Um, they also had a little uh, grill in the front of the beer house where they were serving tacos, um, just frying them up right on the griddle. Uh, we didn't have any food there, but people seemed to be enjoying it. Yeah. So... Um, not sure about that, but the the beer house seemed like a seemed like a cool place. Um, then, so this this doesn't make a sound. It makes us sound like we're uh, we only had one beer at each location. Yeah, so let's not get yeah. Let's not make it sound right. worse than it was. Um, but then we went up uh, we went up the hill back towards our Airbnb because we knew we were going to meet the ladies and. We went to a place called the, um, what was it called? The Thatched, oh, the Cook's Thatch Bar. Yes. And it's called Thatch Bar because the roof of the bar is actually a thatched hay roof. Right. Pretty, you know, charming and yes. the, the whole deal. Um, this was the place that, before we started this, that I was the most reluctant about. I was like, 
I don't know, it looks like it might be a little cheesy or it might be a little divey. We walked in and and what happened? Well, they were singing. They they there were four or five uh, old Irish guys sitting uh, along the bench and they were singing in harmony and it they were just and they were not like a performing group. They were just guys who had had a few whiskeys singing their songs and it was really charming and fun i thought it was great and they were singing you know it it wasn't prepared in any way no like i don't even know how well these guys knew each they'd probably been drinking there for for years yeah but they would end a song and then one guy would start up another song right and they would kind of join in um because everyone knows all the songs and then sometimes what cracked me up was then sometimes they would start up a song and you could tell the other guys were kind of like, yeah, yeah, screw that. Yeah, we're not doing I, we're, that We're one. not doing that one. <laughs> That's <laughs> so stupid. Why are you would, singing that? That's a stupid it, idea. It would, kind of, it would kind of peter out a little bit and then they'd start up a new one. Yeah. And it, what was fun about it was it wasn't just the guys uh, sitting along the, the bench. It was also other people in the bar started singing along. They would join in. And even we sang along where they did like Blueberry Hill and yeah. the, that when I'm 64. Right, right, right. I, I was going to say that was that was really the highlight when um, so we had we had a beer and then um, and then the lady showed up and told us all about the dance recital. Right. Um, which we were fully engaged in, right. in learning. We'll about. do an entire podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, an Irish an Irish gentleman. I don't know. He had to be 70. Right. Yeah. Comes comes out. And start serenading your wife right. with when I'm 64. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, wouldn't stop. It, you know, like after yeah, the first verse, yeah, we're like, like, okay, okay that was good. fun. Yeah, right, that, uh, that was the best part. It was like after the first verse, you're we like, that was adorable. You're an adorable right. Irish guy. Doing the whole song. Yeah, no, doing he's the, going, <laughs> we're doing all the verse. We're, we're learning about Vera, Chuck, and Dave. Right, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, it, I thought that was the highlight too. That was so that was so charming. It was like uh it, my vision of what Ireland is. Yeah. Was that moment. So, total locals place. I'm pretty sure you're not going to find that in a guidebook or on TripAdvisor reviews. Exactly. You know? But I would say this was on a Sunday night, you know, right? Um not in the middle of tourist season, not in the tourist district. This is a place you can go and I would really put it near the top of my list. Me too. I think it's my favorite thing that we've done here. Yeah, it was really great. And that just shows you, you know, sometimes you're reluctant. You're thinking, I don't know. And you go in and it just completely changes your mind. And that was definitely the case with um, Cook's Thatch Bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Really great. And I would also say, if you want... um, you can you can stay in this area too. There's a lot of B and Bs out here. You can stay outside the craziness of the center of Galway. One other place we were talking about whiskey, and I forgot to mention this because we this was one of the first places we went to when we first got here. And this is the other side of that coin. This is right in the center of the crazy um, tourist section of Galway, and that's uh, Sunny Malloy's. Um, and I think that's pretty much known as a as a tourist bar. Now, when I say tourist bar, I'm not using it as a pejorative. I'm not, you know, right. It's it's a fun place to go. It's a we're good place. tourists. Yeah, we're tourists. Yeah, you should, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with going to a tourist attraction or going to a tourist place, but you should know you're going to go in there. It's not going to be filled with locals probably. Right. But you got, I got to say their whiskey selection was pretty incredible. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I, when we got in there, I wanted to just stay there because I saw the, <laughs> they had three or four shelves worth of different whiskeys. Behind locked cabinets. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And some, and uh, there was a menu, and one of them is $1,000 a glass. Yeah. $1,000 for one shot. They, yeah. they, they go down the list. You know, it starts at, I don't know what it started at, six euros or something yeah. like that. And it progressively gets higher. And then at the very bottom, it's yes. a, whatever this whiskey was, it's 1,020 euros, I think, was the price for right. one shot of whiskey. Needless to say, we did not sample that one. Did, did you want to try it? I wanted. I'd love to, yeah. but I'm not, yeah. not yeah. that crazy. I don't know. So, um, Any other impressions about Ireland that you'd like to, uh, or Galway, that you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, you know, my, my wife's uh, family, uh, their last name is Hyde, H-Y-D-E. And apparently, that's this is where they're from because right. we found a Hyde hotel, we found a Hyde restaurant. We had uh, we had lunch there. We had lunch there it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so we took pictures all over the place with my wife and her her name. Yeah, her first name is Bridget. Also, yeah, and Bridget, everything's named Bridget around here. Yeah. We're in a, there's a whole section of town named Bridget. So we <laughs> and, love it here. And and of course she's got the red hair. I mean, you know, yes, there's there's no way that she's going to be mistaken for anything other than right than she's Irish. A, she's like a walking stereotype. Yeah, but we walked into the Hyde Hyde Hotel restaurant. And it's a good place. I mean, the, you know, you go into some of these places and uh, you don't know what to expect, but it is high end, very comfortable. Yes. Nice ambiance. We sit down, we get ready to order. The waitress comes up and Rick says, uh, yeah, do you offer discounts for uh, people whose names are Hyde? Yeah. She was not amused. She was not. <laughs> I get that a lot. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but we we had we had a nice meal there and it was uh it was very relaxing this is a place you can go and kind of chill out get away from the get away from the you know the loud crowd if if you're feeling like you're in a bar and it's too much it's yeah. like a crush and uh, the 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 singing and the shoving and the you know right. that stuff gets to be too much this might be a place to go the the Hyde hotel it was, it was it was very nice um so Rick you do how many podcasts are you on now? Three? Three podcasts? Three podcasts. Three yes. podcasts. You do um, Minutia Men right. with your business partner, Dave Stern. Yep. You do uh, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview also with Dave yeah. when, when he decides to show up uh, right. for work. Um, and then you do Free Kicks. Right. Uh, describe what that podcast is. So it's a, it's a podcast about the English Premier League uh, soccer Okay. Uh, football, as Foot. they sound, as they call it here, um, that is my passion. I've I've played that sport my whole life. I've uh, coached it, with three sons, seventeen years, and and I love the English Premier League. I watch it all the time, and I do the show with a man named Adam Howarth, who is English, and is the top coach in the state of Illinois. He's the director of coaching for the entire state. And, you know, every week we talk about what's happening in the Premier League. And you and I were here and there was a big soccer match. Yes. Um, and 
So we went and we watched it in a bar called Old 55. Old 55, yeah. Pretty much the only place we could find to get a seat. Right. I was I was shocked how many... I mean, the pubs were just jammed with people watching yes. this match. It was the European uh, champion or the Champions League final. It was uh, Liverpool against uh, Real Madrid. And like you said, the entire town just shut down. Every, every pub, every bar was... Filled to the brim. We went to four or five places before we could find a place to sit down. And this was, there were no non-locals in this place. Right, right. And because we're in Ireland, not everybody roots for the English. (laughs) (laughs) And there were a few people there rooting for. There might be some hard feelings. (laughs) A few of them were rooting for Madrid. Um, there were also people vote, you know, rooting for Liverpool, yeah. and that's my team. Liverpool's the team I root for. I, I, I think. I think one thing I'd like to point out is that Liverpool does have a pretty healthy Irish population there, right? So I, I think my 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 judgment is that probably that's why a lot of people were were rooting for Liverpool. I mean, John Lennon, yeah. his, his father was Irish. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you've got a, a lot of folks that, are, you know, because it's right across from Dublin. It's right across the, exactly. the water there. So a lot of people going back and forth. So I think that's why there was some people uh, rooting for Liverpool. I'm not aware because people think, oh, it's the Liverpool team. All the players are from Liverpool. No, it's international. Right. There, there, you know, there were guys from Portugal and Brazil. and yeah. and But I'm not sure that were there any... I, was there any Irish representation on either one of those teams? No, there were no Irish players. There are plenty of Irish players in the Premier League, but none of them play for Liverpool um, or Madrid. Uh, but you know, the as you mentioned, it's an international thing. So, and the Liverpool team, there were only two English players on right. that whole team. Yeah, right. So there was, you know. Uh, there's star players from Egypt. There's another player from Senegal. Right. It's a it's a it's a rainbow coalition. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, I I enjoy soccer. I am certainly no expert on soccer, but it was fun watching it with you because you were you know kind of telling me some stuff that obviously I didn't know about the different players and maybe some of the rules that I wasn't one hundred percent familiar with. And, you know, at this point, I, I feel confident to, uh, you know, be on your podcast and espouse really intelligent <laughs> opinions about soccer. But wasn't the fun of it being in the crowd Absolutely. Of, of, of people who are just passionate about the game? It was great. And Old 55, and again, this is not a derogatory term, Old 55 is a dive bar. It is. But it is fun. We had we had a great time there. Uh, you know, the people around us, they were way into it. Yeah. And so we had a really, really good time. The bartender kept saying to me, you're from America and you're watching football in Ireland. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. All those things. <laughs> All those things. The the other thing that was going on here uh, this weekend that was big was the Gaelic football final. That's the interesting thing about Ireland. Like you go all over Europe and you call this game soccer um, and they'll quickly correct you and yeah. be like, stupid American, it's football. Um, but in Ireland, it's actually it's soccer, soccer, right? Yeah, because is. they have their own football, Gaelic football which I also don't know a lot about, but I love to watch. Yeah. It's so it's a such a fun game. Watched a couple of games of that yesterday, uh, and immediately was taken by it. It's a, it's a, just a fun sport. It's like a combination of rugby and soccer. Um, 
It's got some of the roughness of rugby. And, it, you know, you also, they kick field goals. Yeah. You know, and they, and they, they kick goals, like regular, they have a goal and the, uh, the field goal. The field goal for yeah. one point. And I love, I love watching the skill involved with doing that because in American football, you've got one guy who's the kicker. Right. In Gaelic football, they all have to be able to do it because at any point you could be in a position to kick. And they're, and they're not like, taking three minutes to line up the snap and right. place the ball perfectly. Right. And the guy runs three steps and kicks it 50 yards. These guys are running full speed. Three other guys are hanging off right. of him. Literally. And he kicks the ball with his left foot 30 yards through a goalpost. Yeah. It's an incredible skill. If you have a chance to watch Gaelic football when you're in Ireland, do it. It is so much fun. Agreed. Well, this has been great. Talking to you, Rick, um, where else are you planning on going after this? Because we're going back to Portugal, but you guys are continuing. You've got a lot of vacation to come. Yeah, we have 10 more days here in Ireland. We're going to go to Doolin, which is uh, by the Cliffs of Moher. Uh, that we're leaving in, in the morning to go there. We're going to Killarney. We'll go see the Ring of Kerry. We'll go to uh, Dublin, of course. Uh-huh. Um, there's another place I'm not sure how to pronounce. Glendalow, I think it's called. Okay, not um, familiar. It's supposed to, supposedly beautiful. But okay. the one thing I will say, having been here now just for a couple of days, is I'm really taken by the beauty of this country. It is just spectacular. It is gorgeous. Um, and Ireland's a place you gotta you gotta spend some time in. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we're we're glad to be back, and we're we're definitely coming back again soon. Well, uh, great to have you on the podcast again for a fourth time. Um, Looking forward to getting an update on. Is the, that the record, by the way? I got to say, it's not. Damn. <laughs> but you're 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 right up there. Okay, you're right up there. Um, you know, maybe if I get an invite on Minutia Men someday, yeah, uh, uh, then I'll, I'll maybe talk to my people. We'll yeah, see then maybe I'll let you. I'll let you be on a couple of times. <laughs> um, but anyway, great having you on the podcast. Good luck with the rest of your trip, and uh, and have fun you you and Bridget both. Okay, and if you ever need another limerick, just let me know. Okay, there you go. Galway, a really great place. Before we go, let me share with you another thing that Rick and Bridget and Karen and I did, and that's the Menlo Castle. Uh, We didn't get to talk about that in the podcast, but it's an abandoned castle about a 15-minute drive from Galway, so it's real close. You probably need a car. It'd be a pretty long walk. We went there and checked it out. We may or may not have hopped a fence to get there, but it's quite the sight. Crumbling walls, caved-in roof, but you can still see how majestic it must have been overlooking the river back in the day. And I've just posted a complete travel guide to Galway that included Menlo Castle, as well as the places Rick and I talked about in this podcast. And if you're going to Galway, you can plan your trip by checking out my foodie travel guide to Galway at destinationeatdrink.com slash Galway. Or get a link in the show notes. That's at radiomisfits.com slash DED190. I've also got links to Rick's podcasts as well as his company, Eckhart's Press. Next week, don't miss the show. We'll be in Chicago for the Tamale Ladies of Pilsen and battling a Chicago bear for the last lobster roll. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and a guy who happily pays a thousand bucks for a shot of whiskey, Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. 
Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>